This episode is brought to you by you. With over 20,000 total downloads and over 100 episodes, the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast may just be the next best thing when it comes to marketing your upcoming offer. Here's the thing. Our audience is just like you. We're passionate, weight-inclusive business owners who are looking to connect with and learn from our peers. Whether you've got an upcoming course launch, a webinar, book club, or whatever else your brilliant brain is creating for other clinicians, come share your offer to like-minded folks on the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. Reach out to us at hello at weightinclusiveinnovators.com with the subject line sponsor, and we'll send you more sponsorship details. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we're on a mission to bring business education to other weight inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. Today, we are celebrating episode 100. Holy shit, so many episodes. And two full years of the podcast. I guess if we're going to get technical, October 29th will be our two-year birthday from when we first had our Zoom meeting of let's start a podcast together. But today we're going to be sharing all about how the podcast started, what we've done in the last two years, monetizing the pod, lessons learned, and plans for the future. But before we dive into today's episode, let's check in with Hannah. Hello, Hannah. I hope my voice is tolerable to everybody (laughs) today. Hello. It sounds better than it did if than it did last week if we were going to record. I'm glad we pushed the recording a little bit. I left Morgan a voicemail. We usually record on Thursdays. It's Monday today. And um, I left her a creepy old man voice voicemail because <laughs> exactly I was like, it sounded like, I literally can't talk. And I don't think we should record the podcast today because I think we would lose listeners. So <laughs> what you're hearing right now is it's a little better. It's still not great. But... Hopefully over the next five days, it'll be gone. I've been sick. This is my low. I'm starting with my low. I've been sick for over a week now. And this is not the norm for me. Um, Usually it's like a three to four day thing and then I'm fine. And I'm just, it totally has messed up work for me, which again is fine. We're not perfectionists. We know not every week can be a hundred percent, but it's just very annoying to feel a little bit like, ah, when my energy hasn't been super low or anything, it's just, I feel ill in my throat and my head. And mm. that makes me turn into a baby. As you all know, I turn into a big baby when I'm sick and I'm starting to move past that. <laughs> so maybe that's my high as I'm starting to feel better. But I was going to ask, are you still feeling sick or is your voice just still gone as like a, a side effect of being sick last week? Yeah. I still wake up with a cough and it's, in the morning, it's not great. And then in the evening before bed, it's not great. I'll be like coughing and hacking and sore throat. But during the day, it's fine. I think the body is so weird in that way. Anytime I'm sick, that's how it goes for me. That's so bizarre. But I'm glad you're on the up and up. 
Yes, but I'm still full of boogers. So that's fun. My true high this week is Nourished Colorado has a practice manager. Shout out to Caitlin, who is moving from our admin assistant into more of a management role because we talked and that really reflects her skill set and what all she contributes to our company. And as you all know, I talk about it a lot. Um, having the right people in the right seat is totally a game changer. And Caitlin is a full on example of that with how much she shows up for our company, how much she helps me. Like she truly keeps nourished running while I'm caught up in other things. Micro example when I was sick last week, she totally took everything and ran with it as she does. Um, she's amazing. So, Caitlin. So happy for you if you're listening to this and so grateful to have you. So she will be working towards full-time next year and do a ton of things to help us keep operations going. That is incredible. Congratulations, Caitlin. Very exciting. I know we had kind of uh, chatted about that a little bit in Mexico City, but it's so cool to see it all come to fruition that she is officially the practice manager. Yes. And it feels so good too, from a group practice standpoint, like I've been doing this for five years and to be in a place with our group practice, even though we're not quite where I want to be size wise, we're almost there to be able to tag somebody else in and have more of the founder and owner role for me feels very important. And I know some people will replace themselves. I'm technically our director. Some people will replace that role, but practice manager feels more fitting for what our company needs. And so I'm happy about that. It's awesome. Yeah. Tell us about your highs and lows. I feel like overall the last week has been uh, quite chill. I was having this conversation with someone yesterday and it's like, if there's nothing super memorable that happens, I would consider that a good week because it means that there were no like catastrophes. Um, My... Hi, is I've just been working with my business coach a lot on getting clarity over monthly goals for the rest of Q4. And while that conversation is still kind of happening, I definitely feel like I'm able to be more strategic in how I'm showing up online, the information that I'm putting out, the emails I'm sending, all of that, knowing what I want to finish out this year with. Um, primarily monetarily, I, uh, this kind of is related to my low as well. I think just because I have the accountability with my business coach of what I really want out of Q4, there is a like spotlight on my finances, my business finances. And last week I had a little bit of a money freak out. I am starting to pay people to, I am paying people to support me in growing my business. And while I know that that's a necessary step, I think I'm in a little bit of this limbo of like, which came first, the chicken or the egg. Like I need to pay people to grow my business, but I also need to grow my business in order to pay these people. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now in business of like, I'm paying for a copywriter. I'm paying for my business coach. I'm paying for my VA. I'm paying for my assistant designer. And all of those are allowing me to continuously move the needle in my business. And 
I haven't had a new client since August. And so uh, money was drying up a little bit. And I went into total panic of being able to pay people. Um, thankfully, I signed a new client last week, which is really good. I'm so happy about that. But yeah, there were um, some voice notes sent to my business coach last at the end of last week. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Um, first of all, thank you so much for sharing that and being transparent because when folks think about business, I think, and people talking about business, I think there's an assumption that we're always on the up and up and growing and everything's great and cash flow is great. But this is like the highs and lows of entrepreneurship where sometimes you get into a place yourself where it becomes a little bit dire straits of what the fuck is happening. Like, I'm about to not be able to pay people. And if you don't have moments like that in your business, that is fucking rare. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate your candidness and sharing that. Like it, it happens. And you and I were talking off mic before of how things are just weird in the private practicing group practice space right now where resources are tighter for people and they're kind of just being a little more scrappy because clients are being flaky and weird. And that that impacts business support services. Like I feel, I feel that too with business consulting. Like I'm not taking any more new clients on this year, but usually I would have had a few more people reach out and I haven't had that in probably a month. And so I am with you in understanding like the impact on your business. And sometimes we need a gentle kick in the butt of like, all right, how am I going to be, how am I going to be scrappy myself and bring in more money? Exactly. Yeah. And so that's kind of where, because whenever this type of mindset happens, I don't think I've ever had one maybe this intense just because and I think there's a couple things, right? Like I think I shared on the podcast either last week or the week before, like I had my first red month in August, meaning I my expenses were greater than what I brought in. And uh, I should have known, I'm like, I should have like, not should have, I'm not like being hard on myself, but hindsight 2020, right? Like I had a red month, therefore, I probably should have been anticipating like, okay, where am I going to come up with the money to pay people? Because before that, everything had been pretty consistent. And then there was a month where I didn't make enough money, which means I didn't have enough to pay people. And it's finally just catching up now. But usually I'm the type of person where like, if something like that were to happen, I would be like, what new offer can I put out in order to basically get like a cash injection into my business? Which is silly because all of the new offers that I've ever created don't make me money right away. It takes time to build them up. And that was how that kind of led to the clarity of the monthly goals because then my business coach was like, you don't need to create something new. You just need to focus on the things you already have that you know work and how you're going to market those. Um, and for whatever reason, that feels scarier than creating something new. I let's speak more to that if you don't mind. I'm curious, why does that feel scarier? I think I've gone through so many creating something news that I know that I can do that. Like I'm really good at starting new things, which is true. I am. That doesn't mean that they're going to make me money right away, but I am really good at starting new things. And I've always been nervous to, or it's just never come naturally to me to continue to market the same thing over and over again, because it feels a little monotonous. It doesn't feel exciting for me. It doesn't give me the like quick agenda, uh, quick adrenaline rush, a little dopamine hit of that, like starting something new does. And uh, I 
the thing that's going to, the thing that can support me the most is one-on-one design work. And it's such an investment that I get nervous whenever I just have to rely on that to bring me money. Whenever I have consistency with other things that are bringing in revenue, getting to market one-on-one services is so fun for me. But whenever I put the pressure on myself of like, this is literally what I have to do, I go into this like weird, like, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be an icky salesperson mentality. And I know I won't. I know I won't, but I don't know where that conditioning came from. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've, when you, you named it of feeling the internal pressure, and I'm sure anybody listening to this, whether you, if you do any kind of one-on-one direct work and rely on that and you're feeling scarcity mindset, which is real because things do feel scarce, you can worry about that for yourself of like, oh my God, I don't want to turn into this person. And then I think you just have to ground yourself and trust like, all I can do is tell this person what I offer and they get to decide if we're a good fit as well as myself. Um, but I'm not just going to do this for money. Um, so I, I think it's normal to have that thought. It'd be weird if you didn't. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that validation. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's been overall, like those two things have kind of canceled each other out of like clarity on the monthly goals and the financial freak out. It's been a lot of compassion towards myself and just a lot of journaling and reflection and verbalizing the fears to my business coach. This is the place to get it out of my head. I love that. I think just because you name it mm-hmm. doesn't make it scarier than avoiding it. Mm-hmm. It actually is empowering of, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to pay myself an X, Y, Z, or I'm going to go negative, And this means this about me or this about my lifestyle. Like you have to name those things. Have to. In order to move through it. Yep. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Let's do it. Happy two years slash 100 episodes, Morgan. I can't believe we're here. I was thinking about what it would be like to uh, have a little birthday party for the podcast since we're turning two. That would be cute. On that, Because I really want to do a little like something, something to celebrate our second birthday. We still need a cake. We talked about doing a cake with a number of downloads. So maybe that's what we need to do. Like ship each other a cake. I love it. Great. Great. I'm decided. Figure figure out how to send you a trace leches. Um, has it been two years for you? Do you feel like it's been two years? Longer, shorter? Uh, I feel like in terms of just recording the podcast, it hasn't felt like it's been two years. But having other things in our business that have allowed me to track time a little bit better, such as we're coming up on a year of the accountability club. We've done a couple admincations together and knowing that those things are a little bit more time consuming and take a little bit more planning, which I I think is probably a fair thing to say. <laughs> Podcast just feels so easy to show up to and just talk, but the other things have taken some more planning. So like in that sense, it feels like it's been two years, but I can't believe that we've done a hundred episodes and each episode is what let's say 45 minutes for good measure that's 4,500 minutes that's 75 hours of us talking damn are we experts now or what (laughs) I think we have to have 10,000 hours per some old white dude um (laughs) (laughs) 
Has it felt like two years for you? No, it feels way shorter. I Time does not make sense in my head anyway, but I feel like it was last year when we started the pod- podcast. I'm like, what happened last last fall? But I think I was also busy falling in love. So that kind of, <laughs> kind of um, made things a little bit less present in work. But I feel like, yeah, it feels like it's been one year. But when you mentioned like advocations and all the things and starting the accountability club, then I can put it in perspective of like, oh yeah, it's been two years because it's almost been a year of running the accountability club, which I can easily connect back to that timeline. But 2023 has just been so fucking fast that I haven't even registered that this is a year that we've done almost. Yeah. Right there with you. With the, I love that this like, I mean, it makes sense, right? We're doing weekly episodes. I love that our birthday and 100 episodes coincides together. I want to take us back to how we got started and just do a little reflection because uh, even though, yeah, it kind of does feel like we had this conversation of starting a podcast last year, like it really has been two years ago. I went back to look on my Google calendar because I'm like, surely there is a like one hour time block somewhere on my calendar that's like Morgan and Hannah. And it was whenever we started the podcast. And so I went back and found it October 29th of 2021, which is what we're counting as our birthday because we set up a Google Doc of what we wanted to talk about. We started brainstorming episodes. We started writing our trailer episode, our intro. Our intro really hasn't changed that much since the beginning. We've re-recorded it a few times, but overall, the content's been the same. And I remember that was whenever we were finishing up work together, building out values-driven group, right? Yep. For the first time. Absolutely. And I can't fucking wrap my head around that as well. I... <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, I've had my official separated out S corp of my consulting for almost two years now. And that started with you building out the website and us launching that. So woo, that's insane. So many milestones happening right now. So many. So when we started talking about the podcast, where we were initially starting, as you all know, if you've been listening for a while, is we were going to do a conference. And we were like, great, we need to like be having conversations and market this. Do you want to have a podcast? Because we both had that as a desire for us in our careers. And we both didn't want to do it alone because it seemed like a lot of work. And it's also more fun to have banter and talk with somebody that's going to bring ideas out of you that you didn't even know you had or say something that would bring an interesting thought. I'm also thinking about as discussing this, how much we've changed as hosts in knowing how each other works and talking over each other less and all that stuff. But we can talk about that later. Um, So yeah, it was something we were ready to do and we just hit the ground running. And I don't think we've lost momentum at all, which is really awesome for both of us being Enneagram sevens and liking to start things. We definitely are in a coasting period in some ways as we're maintaining once a week podcasts. We have our accountability club that we're still wanting to grow. But we are in a, I don't know, would you say we're we're coasting a little bit in this moment right now and trying to gain the clarity of when to grow and how to grow? 
Yeah, I think it's been uh, I think we've we've kind of sprinkled some things into our conversations off mic about growth, but just where both of us are in all of the other projects we're working on. I think we've both kind of been on the same page of like, we want to grow. There are things that we want to do. And like weight inclusive innovators is neither of our full-time gigs, which like we, you know, we just launched the episode last week of piecing together income, but this is also just, this is just fun. Like there has been no pressure to, for this to make us money, which has been so refreshing because I feel like you and I both kind of get into the mindsets of like, oh, this hobby is really fun. How can I monetize it? <laughs> and we haven't done that, I think, to the capacity that we would another creative hobby. And so that's been really enjoyable for me and has been nice to not have a lot of pressure on it. So yes, I would say we've definitely been coasting. And I think both of us are also in a place too where we want to continue to grow it and with that growth also monetize it because as much as we've loved doing this for two years like I'm also in a place where like I can keep doing this and what will help me continue to do this even more is to be compensated for it because we've done two years of free education basically yeah which I'm happy to do I wouldn't have traded that for the world And I'm ready to get creative in what growth can look like with the podcast too. Absolutely. And the ways we have been compensated by doing this is making connections, building an audience, both of us having our individual services we offered, like this be a marketing platform for that. But we do want to continue to make this sustainable and grow it. So like Morgan said, it's not our main. So We're sharing this as well to empower you, just like in our conversation last week. It's okay to have different projects that meet different needs and turn on and off different levers. And then in the near future, we're probably going to crank this one up a little bit. But let's talk about what we've done in the last two years. We have created over 100 episodes, including minisodes. We've hosted two admincations together, just us and one group admincation, our first group. We have done a two-day business workshop that we did a year ago. We started the Accountability Club and have been successfully running that for four quarters now, so full year. And we met the love of your life on an admincation. <laughs> that doesn't count. I mean, it's awesome, it but to count. <laughs> I'm very invested in that. Yes. We have made some incredible connections. We've gotten to bring some incredible thought leaders in our industry on the pod to talk about what they're doing in the business space. We've gotten to see shifts and growth and growing pains in the weight inclusive space in general and have gotten to have some like really cool conversations between the two of us in the accountability club with other folks that this platform has just really allowed us to keep in touch with all of the things that have been going on in our space. And I like to think contribute positively to those changes whenever it comes to making weight inclusive care more accessible through our businesses. Absolutely. I just thought of a couple other things too. Yeah. We've hosted 
three webinars through the Accountability Club that we do have for sale. And also we hosted one free webinar where we had 80 people sign up, which was very awesome. And we did get CEU approval for that, which felt like a win. I have sent out the newsletter consistently 90% of the time. Morgan has stepped in the other 8% of the time. And then 2% of the time, one didn't get sent out. And I'm really proud of that because it's hard to consistently create content. And I have a good flow. And I'm proud of myself for being consistent on that. It's got to be over over 70 newsletters out. Yeah. I'm proud of you too. Sometimes it's in the last hour, but that's okay. It's fine. You got to do what you got to (laughs) do. We have started an Instagram from scratch and grown that to 740 people as of today, right now in this moment, just from being consistent. We have brought on Caitlin and Jessica to support us in doing so. We uh, have grown our email list to uh, almost 200 people, I think. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which checks out because that's we have a little over 200 unique listeners every week. Yeah, we've we've started and grown a whole business in two years. Absolutely. Which had has led to us monetizing. And so we wanted to share that with you all as well. So the way that we've been able to monetize the podcast so far is one with you all buying us coffees. Thank you so much. It's always fun to log into our email and see that we were bought coffees. We love that. Coffee keeps this thing going. We also have the Accountability Club, which has provided us consistent little nuggets of money, which is really nice. Just fun money for us. We love running the Accountability Club and creating an offer that is accessible for people and helps them grow their businesses without having to work with us one-on-one. And then with the admincation, the group admincation, that was a way we monetized as well. Am I missing anything? And then we've sold a couple webinars. Yes. Yeah. Which is, it's really interesting to see all that because I think getting to, and our business workshop last year, we made money from that. Yes. I really like, I know I kind of already mentioned this, but I really like that the ways that we've monetized the podcast haven't even really been the podcast itself. It's been podcast adjacent things that feel like they have just provided such a positive impact in folks' businesses. And it's kept a lot of the pressure off of just relying on weekly episodes to monetize and be able to compensate us and give us those little nuggets of payment every now and then. Um, Not to say that there's not room for growth with that because we would love to dabble in some sponsorships. Obviously you heard that in the starting the episode with, but just like we talked about last week of piecing together income, I think that really plays into knowing that we wanted to make money from this, knowing that we needed to make money in order to pay for our website, our podcast equipment, our place that we host our podcast, like all of those things. And like the lever of the podcast itself making money, we haven't had to and haven't felt the need to open that lever yet. And what's important about setting your expectations with opening a new business is sometimes you can't monetize it right away. Um, You have to build 
trust and consistency and show people you're around and you're here and you're doing the thing and have that data to be able to present to people. Because otherwise, if it's something like a business support service where you're asking for sponsors, they may not feel invested in you as well. And we feel like we're hitting that point where we're reliable. We have reliable listeners and an audience and we want to bring them people who could help support their businesses, different offerings they might be interested in to where it's a win-win for everybody. You get to hear about it. And then we hopefully get paid a little bit of money to keep this thing rolling. Which I think, I mean, you just mentioned this, but it goes into the lessons that we've learned from doing this for two years is that the key to success is consistency. Yep. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. We have shown up consistently. We were really nervous that we were not going to be able to show up consistently every week for more than like a couple of months when we first started. And I think it's just like a testament of like, we have been able to show up consistently and we have the audience and the connections and the like even just being in person at events and people being like, oh, you're Morgan. You co-host the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast with Hannah, right? It's like, yeah, I do. It's so fun. And it's just been that consistency that has allowed us to continue to grow um, and set us up for all the future things that we're going to continue to work on and continue to do. Absolutely. Another lesson I think about a lot is the importance of systems. I feel like our systems for podcast production, our systems for managing the accountability club, our systems for goal planning and setting and all that good stuff has led to us being able to sustain this and not be a fucking mess. (laughs) God bless our systems. Yeah, our... Asana keeps us in line. Our Asana and our Google Sheets. (laughs) 100%. Yes. It's been incredible. I've also learned how much I like speaking conversationally and very chill and how that is just as valuable as doing a professional webinar on content. I truly love this format of producing content. I am right there with you. I absolutely love speaking. And you and I both knew before we started the podcast that we enjoyed public speaking. But over the last two years of doing this every week, and I think I might get this a little more just because I'm also the one editing them. Our public speaking has grown so much in the best way. I don't count cut out as many ums. Yes. I that's don't what cut I was thinking. out as many and so's. I don't cut out as many likes. Well, those are kind of thrown into the mid- middle of sentences anyway, so they're hard to cut out. So we leave them in there. But for our own personal growth too, it has been incredible to see the growth that happens that comes with basically public speaking every week. And that is something that it is feels invaluable to me. It's basically getting to practice every week, public speaking. And it just allows me to continue to grow and perfect and become aware and goes back to the consistency. Like there's so much that comes with consistency that I'm so thankful for the podcast for giving me that skill. 
Amen to that. Would you do anything differently than what we're doing now? You know, I don't believe in like changing the past, right? I think we all have to go through things and we learn along the way. And I, there's nothing that I would have changed up until this point. If I could like snap my fingers and have more time to dedicate to the pod and more financial resources for the pod and all of that, there's always things that I want to do. I wish we could do more webinars. I wish we could do more abnications. I wish we could do more workshops. I would love to do merch. That's kind of one of the first things that we talked about whenever we first started the podcast. I'd love to have sponsors, but those are those were not priorities in growing the pot and starting and growing the pot. And those are always going to be things that we can always kind of like touch base on of where our our own capacities are, but they're not needed to grow the pot. So I would say, would I have done anything differently leading up to now? No. And I'm very excited for what growth can look like for years to come. We're on the same page. I have nothing to add to that, truly. <laughs> Except for maybe I wish we were reaching out to sponsors when we were first starting this podcast mm-hmm. and we did have a couple people who said that they would pay us a certain amount and it wasn't the amount that I thought we should get. And I wish we would have just taken the money, <laughs> but it do be like that. But it was a lesson learned Absolutely. and we learned it. And having those conversations in the beginning too, I think is now allowing us to be wiser whenever it comes to our current sponsorship rates that we have for this stage in where the podcast is. So our plans for the future, continue to pump out weekly podcast episodes. We always want to hear what is on y'all's mind and what we can talk about that would be beneficial for you. We are hundred episodes in. So sometimes we are like, okay, how can we still help? What kind of content can we produce? We're always full of ideas, but we love feedback from you all of what you want to learn about and where you're stuck in your businesses. We hope to have at least one group admincation per year. And so we are going to have the details on that out soon for 2024. And we'd love to have y'all join us. We're also planning to continue the accountability club. And that truly is our bread and butter right now. We love it. It's very fun. It helps us stay accountable in our businesses. And that's how you can connect with us and get to know us and help get that needle moved in your business at a reasonable cost to receive business coaching. I think those are definitely the very like practical, (laughs) practical ideas of moving forward. That's definitely like if, if we could kind of look into a mirror ball, a mirror, a glass ball of what is it called? Magic eight ball. Magic eight ball. Yeah. And (laughs) predict what 2024 would be. I think you nailed it of consistent episodes, admincation, running the accountability club. And then I think there's always little things that you and I can try. I think it keeps us on our toes. It adds some spontaneity, which we both really appreciate in business. And, uh, I I can't even predict what that will be in 2024, but I'm, I can guarantee you that we will probably try some new things that will either totally flop or be super successful and we will gladly take all of it. There's no in-between. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Pod. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast to add us to your queue every week. 
Please leave us a rating and review and share with a friend to help us reach more weight-inclusive business owners who could use support and pep talks. See you next week. Bye.